Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. The new covenant is not merely wider or bigger. It is deeper and better. And according to verse 6 of our text, it is better since, that is, for this reason, because it is enacted on better promises. The new covenant is enacted upon better promises. Now, for those of you who are more of the Westminster persuasion, you'll have to humor me for a moment. It should not come as a shock or surprise. I've been forthright in telling you that I am, for better or worse, a Baptist. As Luther said, here I stand, I can do no other, so help me God. So I I am a Baptist, and therefore I have a Reformed Baptist 1689 view of the covenants. Uh, The difference between the Reformed Baptist perspective of the covenants and the Westminster view of the covenants is multifaceted, but one of the major differences is this, that the Presbyterian believes that the covenant of grace has two administrations. The old covenant is one with the signs and seals of circumcision and the Lord's not the Lord's Supper, but the Passover feast, and then this second administration with baptism and the Lord's Supper, but both being expressions, administrations of the one covenant of grace. Whereas the Reformed Baptist, in his view of the covenants, his view would be that there is a, a synonymous nature to the covenant of grace and the new covenant meaning that that the new covenant is the covenant of grace and that the old covenant belongs to this progressive revelation of a covenant of works. Uh, The covenants that we see in Scripture are the covenant of redemption, speaking of chronological order, the covenant of redemption made between the Father and the Son by the Holy Spirit in the councils of eternity before the foundations of the world were laid. This is the oldest covenant. This is a covenant that is without beginning and without end. This is an ancient covenant made in the mind of God. It is eternal. The covenant of redemption. But covenants as we see them begin to play out in human history are as follows. The Adamic covenant. The Adamic covenant which has been most commonly referred to as a covenant of works, the covenant of works. Now, some would refer to it as uh, the covenant of life or a creation covenant. I have no problem with that language. I think for clarity, I like to use the classic term covenant of works. God established a covenant with Adam in the garden. And Adam was the federal head, that is the representative, not just of Eve and all their future children, but Adam was the covenant head of all creation. Adam is standing in for all people, his wife and whatever descendants they would have in the future, but he's also standing in as federal head representative of all creation. Adam is representing rocks and dirt and trees and mountains. He's representing the animals and the birds and the fish of the sea. How do we know this? Well, one example would be in Genesis chapter 3 with the fall when God begins to deal out the curse. In the case of Adam, God says specifically, cursed is the ground. 
because of you. Not just cursed are you and cursed are, is your wife and cursed are your future children, but, but the earth, the ground is cursed because of you. Later in the scripture, we see in the writings of Paul that all creation is groaning, groaning with eager expectations for the sons of God to be revealed. That the creation itself, the cosmos, is under the curse of sin because God made Adam a steward, a steward of the earth, the whole earth, not just humanity, but the created order. And all of these things have been subjected to the curse of sin by his rebellion. So the Adamic covenant is the first covenant that we see. After that, we see the Abrahamic covenant. We also see further on, well, before that, the Noahic covenant, then the Abrahamic covenant. Then we see the Mosaic covenant. We see the Davidic covenant. And finally, we see in Christ the new covenant, the new covenant. And so as a Reformed Baptist adhering to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, I would see that all these things... Minus the Noahic covenant. I don't have time to talk about that. But the Adamic covenant, Abrahamic covenant, Mosaic covenant, and Davidic covenant being um, a progressive revelation, a progressive unfolding of this one covenant of works. Of this one covenant of works. And the new covenant being the only saving covenant, the covenant of grace. Not with two administrations, but one administration inaugurated by Christ, but retroactively applied for Old Testament saints who have faith in Jesus. So how was David saved? Under the new covenant, which is the covenant of grace. How was Adam and Eve saved? Under the new covenant. They had less knowledge, less revelation than we have, you and I, on this side of history, on this side of the cross. But how were Adam and Eve saved? The, the, the same way that anyone has ever been saved in the history of humanity, which is one way, and that is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Adam and Eve knew Christ as the serpent crusher. I will put enmity between the woman and the serpent, and your offspring and his. And he, the serpent, will strike his heel, but he, your descendant Eve, your son, will crush his head. Adam and Eve believed God. They believed that God would eventually give to them a descendant who would crush the very head of the serpent and that God would restore his good design and intention to the world that he had made, that God would grant to them salvation and that it would not come about by work so that no man should boast, but it would come about by God's design, by God's promise, by God's covenant, God's work. And Adam and Eve, their duty was to believe, to believe and to trust in the serpent crusher who is the Christ. Abraham knew Jesus as the seed that your descendants will be as plentiful as the sand on the seashore, the stars in the sky, but there will be one seed, the Apostle Paul commentating later says, a singular seed, and through this seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That is, they will be saved. Not just salvation for the Jews, but salvation for every tribe, tongue, and language from a singular seed of Jewish descent, but who will be king of all the nations and savior of all the peoples. Abraham 
was saved by faith. He had faith and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Further on, we see David. With David, he trusted and believed that he would too have a descendant who would sit on his throne. And of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. That he would rule the nations with an iron scepter. And he would uphold equity and justice among the people. David believed. And he was saved. He was counted as a man after God's own heart despite his many failures and sin. People have only ever been saved one way, by grace, through faith in Christ. We know him as Jesus of Nazareth. We know him as Jesus Christ. We know much about him. Old Testament saints, they only saw in part. They only saw in shadow. You and I, by God's grace, in this point in history, we look back with faith in the substance. The Old Testament saints looked forward to the shadow. But they knew that their salvation would not be of their own, their own devise. It would not be of their own doing, but it would be a work solely of God in His grace to be received by faith in the Savior, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Christ, alone. Alone. And so, this new covenant that Christ inaugurates, that He establishes, it is not just a wider covenant that includes all the nations of the earth, but it is a deeper covenant founded upon better promises. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.